Hi, you're listening to The Cardigan, a special series from Selfie, focusing on the intersection of psychology and self-care. I'm Kristen, a licensed therapist, a skilled catastrophizer, and mom of four. And I'm Matthias, a licensed therapist, side-eye aficionado, and a dog dad. We're going to be taking your mental health questions, chatting about our own journeys, and looking at psychology in the media. We hope you learned something about yourself, the people you love, and the world of mental health and maybe laugh a little along the way. So go grab some tea and your favorite cardigan and we'll meet you on the couch. Hey guys. Well, today on Selfie, we are going to be taking a listener question about how to make decisions when you feel directionless. We're going to look at a new article that suggests that people who worship celebrities may be less intelligent than others. I take offense to this. Um, First, we're going to do a mental health check-in. Hey, Matthias. Hey, Kristen. (laughs) How has your mental health been this week? It's been fine. I feel like I'm saying that every episode now. It's been fine. Well, that's good. It doesn't need to be bad. (laughs) Don't create drama just so you have a juicy... (laughs) Right. It's just like holding steady. Like, it's not amazing. It's not horrible. I'm just... I'm fine. And that is... That's not bad. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, I, you know, I've been struggling and I, th- I feel like this ties into like all the COVID stuff that I've talked about in the past too. Just like I have no desire to do anything extra. Like I have a friend coming into town this weekend from Miami. So, you know, about as far away as you can get from oh, Seattle. Literally across the world. Yeah. Right. And he's like, why don't we go out and why don't we go to this concert? And I'm just like, Matt, <laughs> I, T- I, I don't want to do anything extra. Hmm. And... I, I'm not quite sure what it is. I know I'll go and have fun. Yeah. And it'll be great. But any motivation I have, I mean, it almost sounds like depression. It, I don't think it's depressive. But that lack of motivation to do anything extra is gone. Yeah. But I just feel like a lot of us are in that place. Like, I feel like that is a dialogue happening in right now. I mean, do you think yeah. the pandemic stress has something to do with it? I do. I re- yeah. I, I truly do. I think it's pandemic related. And yeah, I do too. I, yeah. I mean, I feel like I, I was just watching TikToks the other night, as I do, and there was a epidemiologist talking and he was Mm. talking about how like COVID isn't over and the next variant. And I had to turn it off Mm -hmm. because I found myself getting so like elevated. It's so stressful to live with this unrelenting, you know, never know when it's going to end day in and day out. Yes. 100%. Like, and you know, where COVID is now popping into plot lines of TV shows or I mm-hmm. keep getting emails from, you know, like PR firms about books being published. Mm-hmm. And like there are multiple books now starting to come out that are like memoirs of COVID. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> We're not even done yet. And you're writing a I memoir. Know. Like, I don't want to read this. Who wants to read this? No, I know. <laughs> Although I have to say, the girls and I went and saw Little Women recently. We saw a play version of Little Women. Uh-huh. And I was reminded, like, people have lived with pandemics for a long time. Yeah. Like, our poor dear Beth succumbed to, what was it, yellow fever? Scarlet <laughs> fever? Scarlet yes. fever. Uh-huh. You know, like, no vaccines. Um, also, a gentle reminder that had Beth been vaccinated, she probably would have lived. Yep. <laughs> But, you know, 
I just had to remind myself, like, people have lived through things like this before. We're not mm-hmm. living in a unique period of time of hardship. Like, we there has always been hardships. Yeah, right, right. But gosh, I just don't feel, I don't feel as resilient. Oh, me neither. Yeah, which is, yeah, leading to me not wanting to do anything. Yeah, no, yeah. I feel that. I, I feel that. I mean, in fact, my mental health check-in was that I'm, trying to get out of the house more (laughs) good for you (laughs) but like i'm having to do it in like these grand ways like for example like last week i just i booked a house exchange just to leave my house that's so smart because it would force me to leave my house like i exchanged with a guy who lives in la Mm. just so i would go up to la and like go do things in la because if i'm home i won't do anything totally right yeah Maybe that's what I, maybe I need to get on this home exchange thing. I know, but is that really the most healthy, like, (laughs) that's the thing. Like, I'm not creating it into my, the issue is I'm not putting it into my routine. I'm, I'm, it's like feast or famine. It's a Mm -hmm. grand gesture. Right. And then it'll probably exhaust me because it's too much. Mm -hmm. We're like, maybe I could have just stayed home and gone out to dinner. (laughs) But instead, I'm like, I'm going to go stay in Santa Monica for two days and go to, you know, like maybe I could just stay home and and leave, go to the beach, take a walk. It's so hard. (laughs) It's so hard. Uh, We're trying. Yeah. We're trying. That's good. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to do home exchanges and you're going to have friends visit and that's what's going to get us out of the house. We'll see if I do anything with my friend. That is still up for debate. Oh, shoot. (laughs) What do you have for two thumbs up? Yeah. So I am a frozen pizza connoisseur. Are you? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, and and I mean that because it's like one of the staples in my diet for better or for worse. (laughs) Like, I just throw a pizza in the oven. And it's so easy. It's so easy. It's so easy. And... I, you know, Seattle notoriously has terrible pizza. Like, we are not a pizza city. Which yeah, is, I could see that. It's really hard for me as a Midwesterner who we were surrounded by good pizza mm-hmm. in the Midwest. Yeah. Anyway, so most of the time, I think frozen pizza is better <laughs> than a lot of the delivery options here oh, in Seattle. Oh, that's pretty bad. That's it's pretty, pretty bad. bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But I, I found this brand of frozen pizza at Whole Foods, which I think it, they've extended. I've seen them at Safeways. I've seen them at, you know, whatever, just like local or big grocery chains uh, called Home Run In. Have you hmm. seen this frozen pizza? I have not. So it's a Chicago-based pizza company that, you know, have they've – develop their own frozen pizza line mm-hmm. they're a little bit on the pricier side of frozen pizzas like i think at whole foods they're like 10 to 12 dollars at mm-hmm. this point for a frozen pizza but you know cheaper than delivery way cheaper yeah <laughs> and it's like legitimately good pizza I, i'm not sitting here being like oh i'm eating a frozen pizza like it's their pizza is so good the crust is amazing the, the it's like feels like you're eating something of quality. It they're delicious. Now Chicago pizza is thin crust. I mean, so you know, like Chicago is like the the deep dish. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is not that. 
not uh, okay. Even yeah, though it's from is, Chicago, it's, it's from not Chicago, that Chicago style. And I think they do deep dish at their restaurants, but this Got is it. this is a thin crust okay. pizza with with a crust that doesn't seem like a frozen pizza at all. Like it's flaky and mm. I mean it's it's delicious. Now, do you cook it on like on do you put it on a pan? Do you put it straight in the oven? I put it straight in the oven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think that's the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and there's like, and the other thing about it is the ingredients. It doesn't have a lot of superfluous ingredients. Yeah, like, there's not a ton of sugar in it. There's not a ton of preservatives in it. Like it's it's literally like, if I were to make a pizza at home, similar ingredients. Yeah. So okay, I'm gonna have to look for this because we, mm-hmm. I mean, we make frozen pizza probably once a week. It's just so easy. It is. The yeah. kids like it. It's a home run, and I like to. It's a home run. You see what I did there? I do. Because that's the name of the brand. I also like having a lot of these on hand just because inevitably we have extra kids here. Yeah. That I don't have food to feed. So I'm like, oh, I'll throw a pizza in instead of having to go order one. Yep. Right. I love it. Yeah. Highly recommend. Well, my two thumbs up today is we've been talking about sleep a lot. Mm -hmm. So I have been trying a new sleep powder. It's from a brand called Remrise. Okay. And it's actually not melatonin based, which melatonin, I just, I have mixed results. Same. Yeah, right? It's always a toss up. It's always a toss up. Sometimes I sleep so well. (laughs) Yeah. And then sometimes I'm still drowsy in the morning. Right. Or sometimes I feel like, I don't know if you've had this experience, sometimes I feel like melatonin makes it worse. Yes. I have had that experience as well. Uh-huh. So this one, rather than melatonin, the active ingredients that help support sleep are reishi. Is that how you say that? Reishi? Yeah, mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Ashwagandha, um, magnolia bark, and L-glycine. Okay. Vitamin B6. So it's just, it's using different things. But what I like about this one is it's a sleep powder. And so you like just mix it in with water or with milk. Mm-hmm. It's kind of chocolatey, cinnamony. It's it's good. It's not super sweet. Um, I really like it, but it, it, I feel like it's kind of like a ritual, if that makes sense. Yeah. So as I'm going to bed, you know, I'll prepare this and drink it. It kind of feels like a hot chocolate. Um, yeah, I'm liking it. I'm liking yeah. it. I'll yeah. check that out. That sounds like fun. Yes, highly recommend. Yeah, it, and I think it tastes good. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about this listener question. So this listener says, I don't know how to make decisions. I constantly don't have a sense of direction. I struggle with this a lot, and I feel like I truly never know what to do. I, yeah, I feel like I get into these places constantly. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like for me, like, this is some of that advice that like, if you're in it, it's not going to sound like good advice. But I, at times, I have found this helpful, that, that place of what is just the next the next thing to do so, mm-hmm. so having like mm-hmm. zooming in <laughs> yes. so instead of this like if i do this you know five years down the road it's going to turn into this mm-hmm. it's the like what what do i need to do this week mm-hmm. and just this week yes what is the that right decision that helps me sometimes not mm-hmm. always <laughs> totally but, yeah Yeah, I think, I mean, I think for smaller decisions, I think that there's a lot of power in automating decisions. Yes. And actually, you know, who talks about that in her book is Kendra Adachi in The Lazy Genius. She talks Mm -hmm. about that idea of deciding once, right? Mm -hmm. So 
I know when I have a friend's birthday, I know that I have this candle that I will go and buy. And that's what I give all my friends for their birthday. Mm-hmm. Or this is my teacher gift or, you know, like just taking a, the mental load off the things that you can. Yeah. Um, but I also think sometimes when you're in that decision paralysis, it helps to look at like, what am I afraid of? Mm-hmm. Right. So like, what, what is the fear in terms of making the wrong decision and then kind of distill that out. Because I think sometimes that is a barrier between us getting to the point of making a decision. 100%. Yeah. The fear one is huge. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, I'll say personally, I will avoid making decisions because my greatest fear is imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And so I won't do something because I like kind of have this weird blockage of like, I don't know if I'm worthy of that. Yeah. Like I'm not good enough for that or some bullshit. So if I can attend to the fears, then I can find a clearer path to making decisions. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like this place of having no direction, like Mm -hmm. I feel like that can feel meaningless (laughs) and, and kind of bring us into almost the realm of like nihilism of like nothing matters. I don't know what I'm doing and I, I think for me, this has also helped that, that idea of just choosing a direction. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be the right direction, kind of like that lowering the stakes a little bit of this does not mean I have to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> yes. Like I can choose something that is a direction yes. that sounds like it might be fun and do that for a little while yes. and then give myself permission to change my mind and see where things go. Yes. Um, I also think it's okay. Like, I feel like there is a cultural value of having this, like, clear and crystallized sense of purpose. Yep. Right? Where you, like, you know what your passion is. You know what you're going to do. And I don't think everyone is wired that way. I agree. Yeah. I think it's okay to, like, just accept that maybe you aren't a person whose personality has a super clear sense of direction. Totally. Right. Like, I mean, I feel like first date question people often ask is like, where do you want to be in five years? Mm-hmm. I hate that question. <laughs> Why do you hate that? I hate it so much because I feel like it boxes me in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like that idea of like, I don't, I honestly, I do not have a five-year plan. I sure there are things that like, I hope might happen in five years, but to put it into that kind of granular sense of like, here's my five-year plan. Here's my 10-year plan. A, I don't know what my life's going to look like in five yeah. or 10 years. And, and B, I don't want to be limited by that. <laughs> yes. It, it, which I realize is maybe a little bit different from this question, but but no, I don't think it is because up. I think you're providing an example of maybe that maybe you don't like that question because you don't have a clear sense of direction, and maybe right. that's okay. Maybe yes. healthy for you is being open, mm-hmm. not having a clear path. Yeah, and yeah, that feels that feels true. Like I, I would say, I don't. I don't have a clear sense of direction. But I think you pointing out that that question is asked so often, that to me is an example of the societal norm of like, well, you, you surely you have a direction. Right. Well, like, and then kind of the shame that comes out of it of like, oh, I don't have a five-year plan. And people are like, well, 
are you worthy? <laughs> totally. Like, what's wrong with you? Are you just a lazy person? Yeah. Like, should I, do I even want to talk to you anymore? Like, yeah. Which is bullshit. Like, totally. I consider, and I think this is true, I'm a pretty ambitious person. Yeah. But I don't have a five-year plan. Right. Like, yeah. And I don't want one. Totally. No. Be open. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough one. It is. Well... Um, to to further raise your self esteem, Matthias, <laughs> let's talk about the new study. <laughs> so a new study came out. This was published in BMC Psychology, and what they observed through research is that individuals who are obsessed with famous people tend to perform poorly on cognitive tests as compared to those who show less interest in celebrity news and gossip. This is so annoying. What say you about this? I think this is so, I think this is ridiculous. I I feel like this is like, I don't, I'm not pulling this from any research. I feel like this is a false equivalency Uh because like, I know so many people that I would put myself in this category who I think are very intelligent, who are obsessed with celebrities and those like this, yeah. Maybe I'm just defending my own self because I am obsessed with celebrities. Okay, or... First of all, let's define obsessed. Like okay, how obsessed? That feels fair. Yeah. Like, I mean, I will sit and talk for hours with friends, certain friends at least, about <laughs> The Bachelor. Or did you hear what this person is up to? Or did you see the news about this person? I mm-hmm. mean, this pure gossip <laughs> is is really what it is. But we'll spend... On my weekly bachelor nights where I get together with my gays, we spend literally two hours before we even start the episode gossiping about all this stuff. (laughs) Matthias, I have deep pain that we don't live close together on this topic in particular. (laughs) (laughs) Because I assure you, I would be the uninvited non-gay showing up (laughs) and being like, please accept me. Please, please let me talk about The Bachelor. But to your point, let me say, Sarah James, who was the original co-host with with me with Selfie, yeah. um, we started our entire partnership started with doing bachelor recaps on YouTube. Yes. And we are both very smart people. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like um who the podcast, um, Jamie and Knox. They're both smarty pants. Yep. And they right. do bachelor recaps. Yep. I, okay, I, I, here's a here's a different question. Do you think though, like are you obsessed with people because they're celebrities or are you just more curious about human nature? And that's why you watch these shows. Oh, that's an interesting question. Honestly, I think it's both, but I do think a significant part of it is is the human nature part and just the fascination of watching dysfunctional people. Right. Because I think to <laughs> me that's a little bit different. I mean, there is that, yeah, schadenfreude of like, wow, these people are so screwed up. To me, that's different than like, oh my gosh, what is what is Kylie Jenner doing today? Sure. And yeah. what is she buying and what is she wearing? And then I'll buy and wear that. Right, right. Yeah, I I would say I'm not really at that level. Although, to be fair, I have seen celebrities buy things and then go buy them myself because they look amazing. Well, but, sure. 
I've also bought like nearly everything you've ever presented for two thumbs up. But, <laughs> you know, sometimes people are presenting good things. But like, I don't think that I am. I don't know. I mean, I'm not losing sleep over what a celebrity is doing. Right. Right. I, I, this is I mean, OK. So this is how they're defining obsessed. So in terms of the pathological obsession, they said these, these questions involve things like if I were lucky enough to meet my favorite celebrity and they asked me to do something illegal, I would probably do it. Okay. <laughs> or I think about celebrities even when I don't want to. Ah. I mean. Yeah. So maybe we're not at that level. We're not at that level. <laughs> We're not at that level. Like, no. I'm more like, oh, what did Britney post today? <laughs> right. Right. But if Britney Spears were to be like, hey, Matthias, let's do this illegal thing. I'd be like, girl, no. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would, too. And I feel like the celebrities that I get, what, what celebrities are you interested in? Like, who would you put on your list of celebrities that whose lives, like, actually matter to you? Oh, like no one. Yes. Okay, so then, <laughs> right. <laughs> because then this is the thing that's funny to me is like, I don't even remember the people who are on last season of The Bachelor. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, like, you, are you super into Britney? Sure. But like, I mean, like, yes and no. This, okay, so this is where I'm trying to like... If Britney were to drop off the face of the planet, mm -hmm. I don't think I would care. Like, right. I would be, I'd be like, right. what happened to Britney? And get right. kind of caught up in that. But, like, would it change my life? Would I, would I live differently? Absolutely not. Like, right. I follow very few, like, true celebrities on Instagram. Britney's one just because her things are ridiculous. And that's just more entertainment value. No, I feel that way, too. I mean, the, and then even if I named the celebrities that I'm quote unquote obsessed with, yeah. It would be like Michelle Obama, John right. Stewart. Like, mm -hmm. they're people that I actually like for their intellectual qualities, not just because they're hot and famous. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and then there's the Britneys where it's more of like, that is for sure a Schadenfreude. Like, 100%. What crazy thing has she said? Yeah. Did she talk about Jamie <laughs> Lynn today? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But I mean, and with that said, you know, when Hillary Duff was on The Bachelor a few weeks ago, I started crying. <laughs> I did. I like legitimate oh, tears. My gosh. Yeah. Like the date card. Like my friends Stop still, it. they're not letting me live this down. But the date card comes out. The date card is, you know, this is what dreams are made of. And I, I say immediately, that's a Hillary Duff reference. <laughs> And everyone was like, what do you mean? No, it's not. And then she walked out and I started crying. <laughs> okay. Please explain more. Like what like what does Hillary Duff mean to you? Like, is there some sense memory? Like, what is this what is this bringing up yeah, for you? I just love her so much. It's like uh she she's But like is it like a nostalgia? Years? I think so. But she mm -hmm. also just seems like a really wonderful person. Mm -hmm. She like she hasn't had any big scandals. She just seems down to yeah, earth. Yeah, she that's true. Yeah, I just I don't know what it is, but I love her. She has a new show, right? Yeah, How I Met Your Father. 
And it's like, it looks like friends. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, did you watch How I Met Your Mother? I did not. Okay. I mean, it's that, but updated. <laughs> is it, is it in any way related to the other people or it's just a new set of people? It's a, it's a whole, I haven't watched it yet, but it's yeah. a whole new set of people. There's, I keep reading things about like, there's going to be cameos from some of the original cast. Oh, that's but, fun. Yeah. It's just that kind of like, you know, I'm in my thirties and single, like what? <laughs> How, how do I live my life now? I, it looks really cute. Well, I mean, I feel like you crying at her might have been similar to like, remember when the Blues Clues guy yes. did the TikTok where he was like, you're all doing okay. And everyone yeah. was like sobbing. Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the vibe for you. Yeah, that feels true. Yeah. Yeah. Similar vibes. Yeah. Nostalgic. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to ask in the selfie group, what celebrities are you actually obsessed with? Because I think this I think this says something about our collective personalities. Hey, thanks for listening. Just a heads up: we're therapists, but we're not your therapists. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy, and by making it, we're not rendering psychological or other professional services. If you need therapy, we recommend you track down someone to help. Join us online for more of the conversation in our Selfie Community Facebook group or on Instagram at at Selfie Podcast. 